The Last Word with Matt Cooper. It's time for our weekly chat with D. Reddy and John Cadell about the weekly music news. And we've already been talking about Taylor Swift. As Mary McKeown told us that the US Department of Defence has had to deny that there is a psychops operation underway to try and drive the Republicans and Donald Trump mad. But let's hear a little bit from the album Moonlight's Taylor Swift Maroon. And we're playing that to you because Midnight's was a winner last night, wasn't it, at the Grammys? That's right. So she got Album of the Year for the fourth time running, um, which is an extraordinary uh, achievement. I think she's the first person to do that, in fact. Um, It's a funny one, though, because I'm not sure that Midnight's would be my favourite of her albums, I don't I don't know that it was the best album of last year. Um, but it was the best pop vocal album. Yes, yeah, sorry. But she, but like she, um, she did announce another new album while accepting the award. But who do you think she is? Prince? Prince I, used like, to be the one who churned out this material on a regular like, basis. It'll be her 11th studio album. Um, and by the sounds of it, with the amount of material that's kind of now been released about it, it's coming out on April 19th. It's called The Tortured Poets Department. Um, and the track list includes a song called Florida featuring Florence and the Machine. Um, and uh, a whole, like there's, there's a load of track lists available already. Like it's, so it's clearly pretty fully formed before she decided to start talking about it. She reminds me of another pop behemoth who was omnipresent in the 1980s, Phil Collins. Oh, yeah. He always seemed to be doing something. Well, Taylor Swift has now taken up the Phil Collins mantle. She always seems to be great work something. ethic. She does. She's always busy. She's always. But what about something. the quality levels? Because if Dee has already suggested Midnight's is not her best album, even if it's award winning, could it be that she is churning too much stuff out that it's quality over quantity? Well, I think the the buying public or the, mm. the streaming public will be the the judge of that, and there is nobody bigger in worldwide pop. That's music. a cop out answer. How come? John. You suddenly now actually are going to start assessing the music on the basis of how many downloads or sales of albums rather than actually offering an opinion as to whether it's good or not. Well, generally, uh, big selling albums are big selling because people like what's on them. But we know that, but I'm asking you whether they're good quality or not. From what point of view? From the from your music critic point of view. Well, in so far as do I like a lot of Taylor Swift's songs? Yes. Do I think she has ever released a bad album? No. Would I be happy to listen to this brand new album? Yes. Apart from that, I don't know what else I could say. If you're I, talking about the quality of the songs, what, what what do you mean? I will say, like, if you're going to look at where things place in the charts and how pe- many people buy them, don't forget that in Canada, she once went to number one for a snippet of silence that had accidentally got included on a digital download and her fans there decided to make sure that she went to number one for that 
Yes, explain to me, how has she become so popular recently? And I, I know she's coming to Lansdowne Road and you can't get tickets for love nor money later in the year. But I remember only a few years ago, and I'm sure we'll talk about this again when she comes to Lansdowne Road, when she came to Crow Park, the second night was only about two-thirds full and it was only two-thirds full because lots of people had received free tickets. Yeah, I mean, I think the turning point for her was probably folklore back in 2021. Um, she was already extraordinarily popular with a specific type of audience, but I think that made her um, relevant to a much wider group of people um, and certainly got kind of won her the acclaim that was probably deserved long before that of the more discerning sort of music journalists out there. But apart from that, I mean, she's released four albums since, which has garnered her more amazing, fans. amazing, yeah. She's been in the zeitgeist for at least the last two or three years. She has been the zeitgeist for the last two or three years, so she's just a much and bigger even, star. Oh, yeah, okay, but hang on. Nights is, it, like, it's not her best album, and it's not my favourite album of last year, but it's still a good album. Like, Antihero is a great song. There's a listener here says, the state of music generally is in a very bad place. Taylor Swift is the most bland act in the world. She's just very ordinary. That's the end of a comment which says the highlight of the Grammys last night was undoubtedly Joni Mitchell, a song that's over 50 years old that everyone knows and has more meaning in it, even more so now than then. Now, one of the various pathetic artists last night has a single song that will be remembered next year, never mind in decades to come. Best rock song for boy genius, pathetic. So is he including the appearance of Billy Joel in that? Billy Joel appeared at the Grammys Or Miley Cyrus's fantastic performance of Flowers. Sorry, the only thing I saw of it, and I just was flicking through last night I did see Joni Mitchell and I saw her sitting in her chair 80 years of age after suffering a stroke and many people didn't expect her to survive it mm-hmm. and she sang beautifully mm. yeah she did it was actually quite moving she didn't she, she has done a couple of concerts in the last couple of years um, she did one at Red Rocks and she appeared I think at the some Jazz and Blues Fest a couple of years ago so bit by and the, bit the album she was nominated for was a live album I yes, think, wasn't it a Newport yeah. that's what it was it was a Newport uh, folk and blues ok look more comments Taylor Swift is not a pop star she is a corporation Probably can't argue with that in terms of, of, of how wide her reach is. Okay, another one says, why are people so reluctant to criticise Taylor Swift? Let's be honest, her music is bland and uninspiring. John never has a problem slagging off other artists he doesn't like. Yeah, true. Who does? Who does have a problem slagging off artists? I don't, don't like? I, but I don't think the accusations of her being bland is quite fair, to be perfectly honest with you. I think she's got some, she's, she's got incredible songwriting chops. And I think from a personality and public persona point of view, she is very, very good at putting out, uh, like, like speaking honestly of what she thinks about whether it's politics or her love life or, or what have you. And I think that really appeals to people because they feel that there's some authenticity there. Okay, another one here in relation to this about last night. I totally agree about Taylor Swift, pure marketing overhype, reeling in millions from young fans. And not only was Joni Mitchell amazing, so was Tracy Chapman. Tell us about the Tracy Chapman appearance. So Luke Combs uh, came onto stage to play his version of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car and in the shadows appeared this figure who... uh, Hasn't released a new album in yeah. 16 years and I think last appeared live about eight years ago. It was only Tracy Chapman who, of course, wrote the song and uh, had a hit with it in 1988. I'm old enough to remember when it was a new song. Um, and she accompanied Luke Combs on his version of her song and it's shot to the top of the iTunes chart. And let's hear a bit of it. Young 
to look like his. My mama went off and left him. Wanting more from life than he could give. I say, somebody's got to take care of him. I quit school, that's what I did. We got a fast car. Is it fast enough so we can fly away? We gotta make a decision. Leave tonight or leave or die this way. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car. Streets of ice, but like I was wrong. City lights lay out before. Such a sad song. Like, yeah. It's disarming how sad that song is because it's very simple musically, but the lyrics are devastating. They're devastating. Yeah. But isn't it like, isn't it mad that like in the history of that song alone, like just Tracy Chapman rocking up and surprising people with a mm. performance they weren't expecting to see is all they need to fall in love with the track because like she kind of really first gained success, I think back in 1988 when she had to perform instead of Stevie Wonder at a, 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 a Nelson Mandela right. tribute concert, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, that's where she sort of came to worldwide acclaim. I mean, the album had been out a while before that, but of course from the same album was Baby Can I Hold You? Yeah. And talking about a revolution all in the same album. Listener says Tracy Chapman was easily the best performance evening and the best song of the night, and that's a 36-year-old song, mm, says true. Gavin in a tie. Another one says Miley Cyrus is the most down-to-earth talented woman. Taylor Swift is a machine. The old story, you can't act, you can't sing. You'll go a long way if you play the game, says Cathy. That's, that's a bit harsh. I just think that's it? really unfair, yeah. Another one about Taylor Swift. It's only Gen Z who like her. She's boring and overhyped. Uh, like, do you know what? I said this, I think the first time we were back after the Christmas break and I said this to you, I was like, oh, I'm starting to see more and more people giving out about Taylor Swift mm-hmm. in things. And isn't it just the classic thing of particularly a woman, a young woman gets really, really successful and oversaturated and then people just start jumping well, on Well, in people do the same to Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah, they do. But yeah, fair. Yeah. Let's hear a bit of Annie Lennox, who also performed, and she paid tribute to Sinead O'Connor at the Grammys, and listen out for the ending of this. All the flowers that you planted, Bubba, in the backyard, all died when you went away. Artists for ceasefire. Pretty brave in America to call for a ceasefire, isn't it? It's extremely brave. In Gaza. Yeah, yeah. uh, extremely brave. Um, But fair play to her because I can't imagine any more fitting tribute Mm. for our Sinead O'Connor than that, to be honest with you. 
didn't love the performance though. No, she sounds strained, but like when you're listening to it, because when I was listening to it there, I was like, well, I mean, at least it shows what an impressive performance Sinead O'Connor gave in the song, because it's not an easy song to it's sing. It's probably uncoverable, and uh, I don't know if, if Prince Aficionados will realise that that arrangement is closer to Prince's, Prince's original than Sinead's is it? working. Yeah, yeah. Okay, more comments. Such musical snobbery, I'm 45 and I think Taylor Swift is class. Annie Lennox murdered that song. Well, yeah, that's more or less what I just <laughs> said. Um, tell John, I was talking about those newer artists who received the awards. Billy Joel sounded awful. I'm a big fan of his, but he looked like he didn't want to be there. Annie Lennox sounded terrible, as did Stevie Wonder. Usually two very good live acts. We'll get back to Billy Joel in just a little while. But what was Jay-Z up to last night, John? I'd given out. <laughs> You, you, are you a twin brother of Jay-Z's? <laughs> ah, he was, uh, like, he was given out that, that his missus didn't win album of the year. I mean, for, first of all, Beyonce can speak for herself. Second really? of all, don't be taking it away from the, the person who did win it, like your pal Kanye did a few years ago. Just like, again, like, you know, award shows, they're harmless, but I don't know why huge artists get their knickers in a twist about trinkets the way that they seem to do, be it by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Grammys. Like Jay Z, who gives a toss if if you haven't got yet another trophy on your in your cabinet? Like, stop. You're better than that. If they I, leave not long after his speech, then nah, well. probably. <laughs> okay, we'll be here a bit of Beyonce. Cough it. <laughs> So she only has 32 Grammys but has never won the album of the year. Yeah, well I thought it was interesting actually. There was an interview that her dad, Matthew Knowles, gave uh, to TMZ Live yesterday and he actually said that he blames the record label for the snubs, not for the Voting Academy. But we should, say, could- we should say, Dee, that Matthew Knowles and Jay-Z are both completely unbiased. Oh, you should point that out. Totally unbiased. Yeah, yeah. No, but I did think that it was good that rather than like having a go at the judges, he was actually explaining how the process works and was like that you're you're basically a label can 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 only appoint one person in each category. So that means that her record label might have had somebody else that was more you know, critical for them to put forward. Keith says, watching all the bland musical performances on the Grammys after seeing Depeche Mode on Saturday, no comparison, best live act ever. I heard they were incredible, again. And you didn't get there again either? I didn't get there, unfortunately, no. No, but I heard they were absolutely stunningly good. And I I tortured myself by watching some YouTube clips uh, on Uh Sunday. And yeah, they, they just seemed to be just all over 
John, there's quite a few people saying they didn't like Billy Joel at the Grammys. Well, I, I'm sure Billy Joel wouldn't like most of them if they played at the Grammys. Well, he can be grumpy as well, to be fair. Well, he bloody can. Maybe he didn't want to be at the Grammys, but he has a new <laughs> song to sell, Matt. He has his first new Pick single. Pick of the week. Pick in, of the week. First new single in 17 years. He wrote a piece of dross for his then wife back in 2000 and something uh, called All My Life, which was dreadful. Uh, he also wrote a song called Christmas in Fallujah, which he didn't actually sing, but he wrote it. It was uh, obviously about the the the, um, the Iraq war. But this is his first um, return to the studio with intent, I think you'd say, mm. since 1993 and the album The River of Dreams. Now, I am a lifelong Billy Joel fan, but I'm not enough of a fan to know when he hasn't released rubbish. Now, this song, I, it was released on midday last Thursday and I was out there at the desk and I was waiting till midday so I could play it. So I gave it a spin and immediately wanted to hear it again. Now, with a lot of legacy artists and legacy artists that I'm a fan of, that doesn't happen very often. But Billy Joel has not lost his knack with a melody. And if you think he didn't sound great at the Grammys last night, wait till you hear him on this. He sounds like he's 23. Billy Joel fans will realise that the song sounds like a mixture of She's Always a Woman and Summer Highland Falls. And it's called Turn the Lights Back On. Please open the door Nothing is different We've been here before Pacing these halls Trying to talk Over the silence And pride sticks out his tongue Laughs at the portrait That we become Stuck in a frame Unable to change I was wrong I'm late But I'm here right now Though I used to be romantic I forgot somehow Time can make you blind But I see you now As we're late does sound great there. That couplet, pride sticks out its tongue, laughs at the portrait that we've become. You will not find a better lyrical couplet this side of Christmas. What's your pick of the week, Dean? Well, I had to go looking because John picked what I would have done <laughs> um, otherwise, but I've a uh, track from a great Irish singer, songwriter and producer, Kosha, um, and she has announced her first project since Mount Pleasant, which came out in 2021, and it's a new EP called Murmurs. It's going to be out on 9th of May, and the first single from it is Fire Me Up, which will be out this Thursday. The front door now they tell you your body's so warm. Say nothing, you know where I've come from. I can be the little star, I can finally let down my guard. Hey, maybe till this moment, I never fully know what real love was. Anytime I think of you, I feel in my chest, my heart keeps calling for you. That is again. Kosha, fire me up. Okay, briefly, to finish, the cars are coming back. Yeah. 
And they have announced that they are going to be touring together later this year. Um, so the family band, they're originally from Dundalk in Louth. They're going to kick off their tour, Talk on Corners, in November. And then there's going to be a subsequent eight shows across 10 days. Um, they are playing Belfast, Dublin, Manchester, Cardiff, Birmingham, Newcastle, Glasgow and Sheffield. And they're going to be joined by Natalie Imbruglia as well, which it's is a nice, lovely throwback there. The Three Arena on Saturday, November the 9th. Forgiven, not forgotten. Nineteen ninety-five that mm. came out the debut album. Yeah, run. I remember Runaway Christmas ninety-five. I think, but I mean they've a lot of hits. The chorus, you know, they said they'll, they'll have no problem packing out the three arena. There are a lot of people who, who back then, you know, the chorus were huge in the late nineties, and no Absolutely problem huge. filling the couple of hours as well. Not at all. Yeah, no suffer. Yeah, good luck to them. Yeah, they haven't played together in a while, have they? Uh, they played. I think they played a few gigs about four or five years ago together. Yeah, because but, there's been a number of solo albums yeah, things like that. Yeah, there have, but they haven't come back as a family band, I think, in about five years. But this is their, their, their album, Talk on Corner, is going to be reissued on vinyl for the first time. Is that a contradiction? No, issued like on vinyl for the first time. Okay. that era that it wouldn't have gotten a vinyl yeah. release. Okay, yeah. uh, just some more comments. Billy Joel, sounding more like Gary Barlow than Gary Barlow, says Jack. He's just winding me up now. I think so, like that's a good <laughs> way to finish. sound more like Billy Joel. <laughs> Thank you very much, John Cadell. <laughs> Do you ready? The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.